0: Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. Very often we as humans
1: look at things from the natural standpoint. But God doesn't look at things from the natural standpoint. We know that from reading the Bible. We know that from the 55th chapter of Isaiah. Remember there in the 55th chapter of Isaiah, God said, as high as the heavens are above the earth, So high are my ways above your ways, and my thoughts above your thoughts. And the Word of God contains God's thinking. Hallelujah. God looks at things from a spiritual standpoint, and in the sight of God, spiritual sins are worse
0: than physical sins. Welcome to Rhema for Today. Kenneth E. Hagin continues his teaching on In Him. Find out more... Next on Rama for Today Radio. Later in today's program, Ken and Lynette will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth e. Hagan with today's message.
1: In the course of his message, this minister was pastor of a church evidently, I gathered from what he said, because he said our church maintain has maintained for several years a mission down on Skid Row and we include in our church budget every year several thousands of dollars to help the mission stay open and keep it going. Well some folks in the church couldn't see he said the necessity of appropriating these thousands of dollars each year from their church budget or including it in the church budget to keep the mission going. So he said on one Sunday night before they were to uh, have their church budget and present it for the coming year, I had a gentleman to come from the mission who had been saved, who had been gloriously born again, become a new creature in Christ. I had him to come on a Sunday night and give his testimony to the church. The man was about 67 years of age, and he, the pastor went on to, to relate his testimony in his sermon. He said, uh, the man gave his testimony, and I said to him now, you go into some detail, because the people here in the church don't realize what's happening out here in the world a lot of time. And, and they live protected lives. And he said, uh, as far as possible, go into detail, even among some of the more uh, lurid areas of life, As you could in a mixed congregation. So here was the man's testimony. 67 years of age at the time. He was three years before he'd been born again and then had continued to work in the mission for the last three years. But here was his testimony. Because see, people think a lot of time that those folks sometimes down on Skid Row come sort of from the lower strata of life, so on. But this man said, at 30 years of age, I was a practicing attorney here in the city of Chicago. He was a member and he mentioned a certain firm, lawyer firm that he was associated with and just simply had a a lovely home and wife and a 12-year-old daughter. Uh, or or actually the daughter at that time wasn't 12 years of age, at that time she was 8 years of age. And he had uh, several automobiles parked in the driveway, and a beautiful home. But he said, I began to drink socially, and I was just sure I could handle it, but he, at 34 years of age, he wound up an alcoholic. He couldn't handle it. And the law firm, you know, they lost customers because of him. And finally, they just had to exclude him, put him out of the law firm. And so he said his wife couldn't live with him any longer. He lost his home. He lost his cars. He lost his money and his wife. And at that time then, four years later, 12-year-old daughter left. And he said for 30 years. Now, think about that. From 34 to 64, there he was down on Skid Row, just living, you know, out of the garbage can, so to speak. Uh, an alcoholic, bumming a dollar here, a dime or a quarter, whatever he can to get another drink. And he'd go particularly in the wintertime, you know, because it's cold out there on the streets, and it can get cold in Chicago. And he'd go to the mission, you see. And they would furnish a bed and give him a warm meal. But he said the time came when uh, they made the uh, rule that you didn't eat until after you had attended a service. Before they just fed him, you see. And so he said, well, he's hungry, you know, you get hungry enough, you do anything. So he slipped into the service, the chapel service, sat down on the back seat, thinking about, you know, the nice warm soup that he's going to get here directly but through the preaching of the Word God got a hold of him and when they gave an altar call he said I went to the altar and I was born again and I became a new creature in Christ Jesus praise God and then he had worked there just continued to stay on and work for those three years and had one more alcoholic than anybody else. Amen. Because he understood them and he had been where they were, you see. And then he went on, uh, the pastor said that he went into some detail as far as he could with the mixed congregation to some of the things that they had practiced in sin and so on and so forth. And so he said uh, that the man on the front seat of the church, there said a beautiful little 13-year-old girl, blue-eyed, blonde-haired girl. Her mother and daddy were members of the church. She had been brought up in the church, but she had never made a commitment to Christ. And so he said, this man suddenly stopped in telling some of these things and said, now, I'm not proud of any of these things, but the pastor asked me to relate some of them to you. Uh, things that he had done and things that had transpired and happened in sin. And I'm not proud of it at all, but I am glad that God delivered me and saved me. And then he said, he pointed to this little girl sitting there. And he said, I'd give anything in the world if I was as clean and as innocent and as pure as that little girl. The pastor said, I spoke up and said, you're cleaner, you're purer than she is if she hasn't been born again. That was the point he was making in his sermon, you see. Amen. If she hasn't been born again, you're cleaner, you're purer than she is. Because you see, did you ever stop thinking about it? That pastor spoke a truth. I mean, we sing it, but don't think we believe it. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. There is a fountain filled with blood. Drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunge beneath that flood. Lose all, all their guilt is stained. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can you say Amen. You see, very often we as humans look at things from the natural standpoint. But God doesn't look at things from the natural standpoint. We know that from reading the Bible. We know that from the 55th chapter of Isaiah. Remember there in the 55th chapter of Isaiah, God said, As high as the heavens are above the earth, So high are my ways above your ways, and my thoughts above your thoughts. And the Word of God contains God's thinking. Hallelujah. God looks at things from a spiritual standpoint, and in the sight of God, spiritual sins are worse than physical sins. Now, however, you can't see spiritual sins necessarily, We see people do things outwardly and commit a physical sin, and we say, oh, that's terrible. Well, it may be. Yet, on the other hand, people can have things on the inside of them that are worse than that. I remember one time when Jesus appeared to me in one of the visions He said to me, I'll judge people quicker on spiritual sins than I will physical sins. Well, you say, what are? What do you mean spiritual sins? Well, I'll just talk a little bit about it. You can't go into all of it. But for instance, you know, you can do the right thing with the wrong motive, and that's a spiritual sin. You could preach a sermon with the wrong motive. And get a demerit instead of getting a plus. You can sing a song with the wrong motive. But you can't see the motive that's behind the action. The same way with attitude. And the same way with a lot of things. And so uh, we know as Christians that practice in witchcraft. And such things are wrong and of the devil. We know that evil spirits are involved. But you know the Bible said in first Samuel the fifteenth chapter and the twenty third verse, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And you know you can't always tell when people rebel, they can rebel on the inside and on the outside look all right. They may be like the little boy you know they tell about that was naughty in school. And the teacher made him stand up in the corner. And he said to somebody, I'm standing up on the outside, but I'm sitting down on the inside. He was rebelling all the time. God sees the inside. Rebellion, God said, is as a sin of witchcraft. And even Christians rebel sometimes. They rebel against God's plan. They rebel against God's word. They rebel against God. You can't see rebellion always. Sometimes you see the results of it. Yet the Bible says that rebellion is as witchcraft. And then, as I said, we look at the outward side a lot of times to judge.
0: You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen.
2: Well, I'm going to tell you what we got some material here that's going that to will help you. help you be in position, yeah. right? Dad put together this little book called little mini book called In Him, and it has all the scriptures in Him. Uh, actually, you have you have to realize that it talks about being in Him, in, in whom, him. in Christ, uh, through Christ. All of those things are involved. And then here's the little mini book. Here is a two CD set in Him. Yes. And then my book, God's Irresistible Word. This will all help you to realize your position, get you in position to receive right. what God belongs to you, and you know, honey, says belongs to you. These are all their scriptures as yeah. well as confessions, and this yeah. is something that you can read on a daily basis right. or part of it on a daily basis to remind yes. yourself of who you are in Him. <coughs> well, I tell people all the time, you need to get up every day and say who you are in Christ and what you have because of Christ. So, hey, this normally is $24.90 for this whole package, but... I want you to have it because I know what it'll do for you if yes. you'll get a hold of this. And I'm going to give it to you for $16.95. That's almost $8 savings. Savings, that's right. So, hey, go right now and go there and, and order it and get it there. If you go to that computer and you put it in, the order comes in, it usually goes out sometimes the same day. That's at least right. by the next afternoon, it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's on its way to you. So go and and and, and check it out. Okay? That's right.
0: We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message in Him here on Rama for Today Radio with Ken and Lynette Hagan.